Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! Hey, y'all, welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids Podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. It means so much to me that you are here listening today. Thank you so much. And I hope that you will keep coming back for more. Be sure to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have the kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Well, speaking of kids only segment, we have just a few more weeks of our contest for kids only jokes. So if you want to be a part of that contest, all you have to do is send in a video or audio recording of your best joke to the Collide Kids podcast, Instagram or Facebook, or you can go to my website and click the link at the top that says kids only. Now every entry will be featured in a future episode of the Collide Kids podcast, but we will have a few winners with the best joke who will win a really cool prize. Be sure to follow the Collide Kids on Facebook and Instagram to learn more. The last date to turn in Your joke is April 12th. Well, I am really excited to welcome our guest today. His name is Jeff McCullough. He is a global musicianary for Jumpstart 3. He created Jumpstart 3 to help his family learn God's word using music, motion, and family devotions. He has ministered in Africa, Asia, Europe, and 45 U.S. states doing family concerts and training leaders to sing the hottest songs in the universe. He combines his passion for sharing the gospel with his ear for modern music to create resources being heard in 185 countries. Jeff spent the last 34 years creating over 600 CDs, and now he is a pastor and missionary. You guys, you're going to love this music, and I think you're really going to enjoy getting to know my friend, Jeff Mack. This is literally a miracle to have you on the podcast today. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Kristen. Yeah, this is so fun. And I just have to let you know, I love what you do, and I'm a huge fan of your music. Will you just give everybody a little intro? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, uh, my name is Jeff McCullough, and uh, I'm considered a global musicianary. Uh, What does that mean? Well, since I was five years old, I've been making music been playing piano, percussion instruments, uh, pots and pans, anything I could get in here. Um, I spent about 25 years making music professionally uh, as a music producer, songwriter, keyboard player, and uh, made over 600 records. Now, the way I figure it, that and $5 will buy me a cup of coffee because that was just a fun accomplishment. But the Lord really had something else in mind that was my preparation for when God gave me children. And um, I needed to figure out how do I teach them to be Christians? And uh, the Lord showed me a really unique way uh, by taking scripture and setting it to music for my kids. And uh, I just started about 12 years ago, putting scripture to music and making some little songs for my uh, son, Andrew, when he was six and my sweet daughter, Melina, when she was 10. Now those songs have reached kids in over 185 countries. Um, God is doing incredible things. And now 
Uh, I sit in my home in Nashville, Tennessee, and we're, as we speak today, working on a project in 10 languages to reach kids as far away as 9,500 miles from my house. And uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit and technology, um, our ministry has grown to worldwide. So... That's incredible. Yeah. And I love that you said you're a global musicianary. Yes. That's such a cool title. Well, I've been a musician my whole life, and God turned me into a missionary. And so you smash those together, and you get a musicianary. That's so good. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to talk with you about this. But before we get into that, because this is a podcast for kids, I always like to ask my guests to share a joke. So do you have a joke for us? (laughs) I do. Okay. Okay, kids, what excuse did Adam give to his children as to why they no longer lived in the Garden of Eden? Mm, I don't know. He said, your mother ate us out of house and home. Oh, (laughs) that's a good one. That's terrible. Come on, mom. Right. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Thanks, mom. Adam ate too, so he's he's just as guilty. But no, that's good. I like that. Well, this is awesome. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about how you got started because you said you wrote, you were a part of 600 different albums. Yes. Right? So were those Christian music albums? Some. Some? Okay. Some. Yeah, when I got started, so I was not raised in a Christian home. So there's a first interesting fact. Um, My parents didn't go to church and uh, they worked a lot. In fact, they left me at home with uh, a lady who took care of us uh, named Hattie Chambers. Um, And she loved R&B music. And so I grew up on a steady diet of Parliament and P-Funk and the Jacksons and Ohio Players, which uh, is, you know, old school music uh, from the 70s, which uh, I really, really loved. But I was the um, token Jewish kid in an all-African-American neighborhood. So... (laughs) Um, I didn't know that I wasn't black when I was a little kid, um, culturally, food wise, musically, um, that was just, we were just kids and we were just learning to love what we were listening to. And, um, so when I started making music professionally, I was actually 13 years old when I started making music for a living, started my own company. And, um, by the time I was 16, I was signed to a company called Sony records and, um, was producing for a lot of major uh, name musicians. And at that time, I met Jesus. And uh, it was a real culture shift for me, having spent my time making gangster rap music and R&B music uh, that did not honor God. Uh, in fact, as far away from it as you can get, then all of a sudden, I met Jesus and had to figure out how to live in a way that would please God and would help people to uh, go towards God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a, a kind of an amazing shift. In fact, I had a moment I'll never forget. I was walking in the park and there was a kid with headphones on and he was uh, singing along with his favorite song. And uh, it was a terribly inappropriate rap song with <laughs> lyrics. I think he was eight years old and I'm sure he didn't even understand the content that he was uh, spitting out of his mouth, but he was doing it with with such gusto. I mean, he was going for it. And I remember sitting there going, 
where's your mom? Like, (laughs) you know, like who's even letting you say these things? And um, I I had a couple other uh, moments like that within that week. And I remember a friend came into my office that I, I shared an office space with. And I was working on some awful song with all sorts of bad words in it. And I had my door open and there was uh, kids in the next room taking vocal lessons. And the vocal coach came into my room and she said, you know, I know that you can hear these words because you're listening to the speakers. But but are you listening to these words? Mm. And she slammed the door. And when she did, I just felt like the Holy Spirit came in the room and just convicted me. And all of a sudden I realized like, okay, uh, this is not just some words going into a microphone and I'm getting paid, but I'm creating something that's influencing someone's life. It's I, I get to control what, or more importantly, not get to control, but I'm responsible for putting things together that are going to go into kids' ears and come out of their hearts And at that time, the Lord said, you know, you need to make sure that you only do things that you would be proud to have a five-year-old sing along to. Wow. And it completely blew up my music business. And (laughs) um, I had to fire a whole bunch of clients and um, turn down a bunch of projects. And it was really cool to see. That was the first time when um, I started stepping towards God and tried to... uh, do what he wanted me to do as opposed to just doing what was easy and in front of me. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool thing too, because later on in life, I've had so many uh, artists come to me and say, you know, I know you won't work on this kind of music. Will you work with me if I change and do this over here? And it's, it's just been this thing where they really, they don't, um, put you down for it. They've actually really mostly respected that decision. When you, when you do what's right, it's amazing how God is on your side. Yeah, that's so true. And that's, and I think it's amazing too, how influential music can be. And sometimes when we don't pay attention to what the words are saying, Mm -hmm. you know, the beat is always, I think what we look for is a really good beat or something exciting but when we don't pay attention to what the words are going into our brains and into our hearts, it really does have an effect on us. And that's amazing about music, but it's also kind of scary. Well, the devil knows it. Mm. I'm just going to say it like that. There's a, there's a battle going on for our minds, for our hearts, for our attention. And I'll, I'll tell you something. As as you pointed out, you know, we, we focus. I remember my brother was listening to some really, really awful music and tried to justify to my parents that he was only listening to the beat and he wasn't hearing the words. And I'm like, that's so (laughs) not true. But where, where it got tested is I listened to the cooler the production is often the worse the content is. And I, I look at it as content and container. You know, if you've got like a really cool lunchbox um, and then you open it up and it's, full of really stinky, gross, rotten things. That's kind of how music can be, is it can look really good on the outside. And then when you let the the contents be seen for what they are, mm-hmm. oh man, it's a totally different thing. And um, 
I've worked with uh, Disney. I've worked with Sony. I've worked with a lot of major companies. And they'll tell you that the music production, the container that we put it in is most important. If that container is shiny and it looks cool and it sounds great, what's inside kind of doesn't matter. Mm. Now, that's just their way of sneaking in things that we wouldn't normally receive if the container wasn't the right way. So my goal with Jumpstart 3, that's my band, has to make a great container, just the same as I would if I was working for Disney or whoever else, but then to put beautiful things, only the word of God inside of that. So uh, I think that it is absolutely possible to make something that sounds good, feels good, and actually is good. Yes. So that's that's how my life changed uh, when I had kids, I realized, like, man, I got to feed them good things if I want them to be big and strong. Yeah. Not and just so you food. Started, you started Jumpstart 3, which I'm a huge fan of. Can you talk a little bit about how that got started and why you did that? <laughs> we'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. Okay, so as I mentioned, I wasn't raised as a Christian. Um, I became a Christian when someone invited me to church. In fact, it took them a year and a half of inviting for me to go to church. I was a teenager. I went to church. I learned about God, and we sang songs that were scripture. So actually, some of the first uh, verses that I memorized were because they were in a song. Mm -hmm. Now, this was back in... Uh, 19 and um <laughs> and no in 1991 um high schoolers had a greater tolerance for cheese in their music it was some really goofy stuff yes. right but it was just fun and um anyway so fast forward now uh come 2010 I've got a 6 year old and I've got a 10 year old and my life was spent working in the recording studio of my dreams. Uh, I, I was finally able to build the studio, get all the equipment. People would come from around the world to work with me. So I would go into that room and I would stay in there for four days at a time. I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't come home. I would just work. Now, here's the problem. Kids need a dad. Kids need a mom. And if you want to learn something from your parents, it takes spending time with them. But I was spending time chasing music. Mm. Now, uh, we had an opportunity come up at church every year or every week. The kids would be given a piece of paper with a Bible verse on it. I think the church's expectation is that we would sit around as a family and look at that and memorize it together. Right. 
But nobody ever told me that. They just, I saw the paper go into the kids' hands and I saw the paper get left in the parking lot or in the back of the car. Come on, you know I'm talking to the right people. And so we had this award ceremony and uh, we had a thousand kids at our church. That A thousand kids. Um, that's just from kindergarten to fifth grade. And so now um, there's a thousand kids, all their moms and dads and grandparents for this award ceremony. And the kids were supposed to memorize 80 verses in two years. Now, some people think that's a lot. That's really less than one a week. Right. Now, we get there and my son, <laughs> I said, hey, are you going to get us that big trophy on the stage? Did you memorize them all? And he said, no. I said, well, there's pieces of paper on the stage for kids that said like 20 verses. Do we get one of those? He said, no. I said, well, how many did you memorize? He said, I got the eight, not the zero, Dad. <laughs> Super clever kid. And I said, well, obviously, this is not your fault, son. This is mom's fault because she's supposed to be the spiritual oh, leader no. at home. And she teaches you all the good things. I go to work. Duh. So um, I went home and uh, <laughs> tried to tell my wife how she was messing up. It didn't go good. How did that go? Yeah. No, it was a short conversation. And my wife said something that changed my life. She said two things. She said, number one, she said, your six-year-old boy told me two weeks ago that he doesn't need to memorize God's word because that's not what daddy does. That's not what a man does. He had never seen me sit down and memorize the Bible. Now, the next thing that hit me. I looked at my wife, of course, trying to put it back on her. I said, well, why didn't you tell me he said that? You know, I would have done something. And she said, I didn't think you cared. Mm. I just want to be really honest and vulnerable. Um, what we spend our time on is what we care about. That's right. If you spend your time on TikTok, you care about it. If you spend your time riding your bike or your skateboard or playing your PS5 or PS whatever number it's up to today, <laughs> all the PSs, all the PSs. you will find that if you're spending more time uh, with that than you are with God, you'll know more about that than you know about God. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple. True. If you never spend time with your friend, are they your friend? So um, now something that my son didn't understand at six years old is I didn't learn to read till I was 13. I have learning disabilities. And so even now, reading English is difficult for me. Um, writing English is difficult for me, even though those are my first language. So um, I learn auditory. That means instead of learning by seeing, I learn by hearing. So I listen to the Bible on tape or <laughs> on digital formats. Right. Um, and... Uh, I learn more by something that's set to music than I do any other way. So that night I sat down on the porch with my son and we tried as we could to memorize that Bible verse from a piece of paper. And after 20 minutes, I sat there and went, oh, my goodness, I just finished a project that would really change how we do this. Um, in China, there's a billion people, more people than we have in America and will ever have. And it's important to them to learn to speak English. Now, Disney is very smart 
and they're good business people. So they started a language school in China called Disney English, and they hired me and a few of my friends to create learning songs. And so we created the Days of the Week song, and these are my relatives' song, and the color song, and all the songs. And um, and the whole idea is they use music, videos, and motions to help kids learn to speak English. There's a half million children each year learning English with songs that I wrote. Cool. Now, they also taught me that when you learn with music... It stores information in 32 times more brain cells than when you look at something. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. So I sat down with my son and I took him to my recording studio, which was just in the garage. And we took that verse that we were trying to learn, John 110, and we set it to music. And uh, something interesting that I did is I, I made it gangster rap style music because <laughs> I wanted to show him what I grew up making and listening to. And then, but it was just word for word scripture. And we took it back into the house and we showed mom and, uh, she was less mad because, uh, <laughs> I kept my promise. Yes. And I told her I, I would, I would make a song for every one of these 80 Bible verses that my son needed to learn. And we were going to do it together because we're boys. And, um, so I took it to church and our children's ministry director, she said, Wow, you made a gangster rap song. I will never let anybody hear this. Oh. I said, no, 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 no. I made a scripture song. She oh. said, that's gangster rap. And I will never let anybody hear this. I will, nothing, I will get nothing but complaints. We don't do that around here. See, the problem is she looked at the container. Mm -hmm. She didn't look at the contents. She was missing the point that I, I said, you know, am I the only dad who's failing to teach his kids. She said, you know what? In 25 years of running this program, you're the first dad that's ever come back to me and asked me that question. Wow. No, they're all failing. No one is working with their kids. In fact, they just drop them off here at just at this building and expect us to turn kids into Christians. But we really don't have time and we really, we do our best, but it's just not working. Kids aren't learning here. It was amazing that she was willing to be honest, that I could be honest at my failing. And we could sit there together and say, God, you know, what do you want? Well, the next uh, weekend we were going to camp and um, I told my daughter I didn't want her to not learn the camp verse. But I asked this children's ministry director, Chris, what percentage of kids will memorize the verse at camp, like she said, the green team last year got 14 billion points, right? <laughs> I love points at camp. Like, oh, yeah. You guys, you clean your rooms, 7 billion points. Woo. Yes. <laughs> so, right. I said, what is that actually worth? She said, if, if one out of each 10 kids said their verse, we'd hit it out of the park. One in 10, 10%. If you've ever looked at your report card, if you got 10% on your test. That's an F. Mm -hmm. That's failure. That's right. And um, I looked at her and I said, if 10% of your kids, uh, if you were a skydiving instructor and 10% of your kids knew how to open their parachute, That's that would good. be terrible. <laughs> now, here's the thing. We're sending these kids out into the world and the devil's out there ready to steal, kill and destroy. 
and they don't know what the Bible says. What kind of, how is that any different? So that weekend we took a song and we made some motions and uh, we sang 1 Samuel 16, 7. And uh, all the way up to camp, the kids were singing a Katy Perry song called Firework. And all the way down from camp, they were singing 1 Samuel 16, 7. The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And um, the woman pulled me into her office that Wednesday and she said, you know what? (laughs) I don't believe I almost stopped the best thing I've ever seen. A hundred percent of the kids, we had 350 kids at camp, hundred percent of them said their Bible verse this year. Wow. And uh, she said, you have a gift. Um, This works and you need to figure out how to do more of this. So now we have a hundred scripture songs. In 185 countries, thousands of churches in the U.S., schools, families. And um, what, what's gone so much further is uh, because it's the Word of God, it goes out and does things that we never imagined. It's alive and it's active. And um, people are using our songs to learn English in other countries. And then our songs are being translated into their language. So then they can, kids at school... Imagine this, at public school in wow. Indonesia, college students who learned English from our songs are going to the public schools saying, we want to teach the kids English. Well, how are you going to do it? We'll sing and dance. How long can you stay? Right. <laughs> in a Muslim country, kids are learning to speak English by learning the Bible. And then they're going home and teaching their parents what the word says and revivals breaking out. That's amazing. Not because of pastors or churches, but because of kids who are listening to the word and sharing it with people. Kids like you. We'll be right back after this. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. And I love that that comes up just about every episode where we talk about how kids can do amazing things for God. So I'm so glad you said that, that just learning that music, learning a Bible verse to a song is making an impact on the life of a whole family and a whole nation. That's incredible. So I have used your music for many years. I used to be a kids worship leader and And I loved your music. And I even had, we learned the books of the Bible because that was something that I realized a lot of the kids in my ministry did not know the books of the Bible. And I learned it to music when I was younger, but it was a lot more um, boring than the way your (laughs) song is. So, you know, but that's how I learned it. I learned that melody and that's how Mm -hmm. I got it. And so we started teaching the books of the Bible song as part of our kids worship for elementary kids. And we had so many kids asking for that song. We would do a different song and they would be like, do the books of the Bible song. And we're like, what in what other ministry have, are people begging for the books of the Bible song? And I even had a dad come up to me and say, I've added the books of the Bible song to my workout playlist. 
And wow. I'm like, that's great. That there's a there's a grown man working out of the gym to Genesis, Exodus, you know, like he's going through. So I think that's amazing. You know, so, I, I have a confession. I did not know my books of the Bible before I wrote that song. Wow, yeah. I learned them through my own song when we were writing it. And uh, yeah, that song, man, I never would have thought as a songwriter, as a music producer, that singing the table of contents to a book (laughs) (laughs) would become my most important and most heard song. That song is over four times more popular than any other song we've ever done. And uh, yeah, it's wacky. Well, it's because the parents are listening too. Yeah. And I think learning that, to me, like learning the books, the Bible song helps me find things in the Bible. So I, I can rattle off pretty quick what the books of the Bible are and know if it's an Old Testament, New Testament. So I think it's so it's helpful. It is yeah. a table of contents, but it is so helpful for people learning to read their Bible. So I appreciate the music that you write and how you put it all together. Can I share my favorite Bible verse? Yeah, for sure. In the book of Romans, we just read Romans ten nine, and um, it says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Verse 10 says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. But as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. So it doesn't matter where you're from or who your mom was or what country you're in. God wants to bless all of us. And it says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved no matter what they've done or where they've been. Now, here's the challenge to you kids of all ages. It says in verse 14, how then... Can they call on the one who they've not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they haven't heard? Hmm. Hmm. There's a problem. How can they hear without someone preaching to them? How can anyone preach unless they're sent? It is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. You guys, I'm sending you right now. I became a Christian because a kid named Danny was told that he could find someone who didn't have hope and tell him Jesus loved them. I was that kid who needed simply to hear Jesus loves you, Jeff. And Danny came and he told me every day for a year and a half. Wow. It was like having lunch with a telemarketer. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, no matter what, I tried to I tried to hide from Danny. I tried to be mean to Danny um, because I thought he was just playing. I had so I had no friends when I was a kid. I was made fun of. I was bullied, and kids would then pretend to be my friend, and I would like, oh my gosh, this kid's going to be my friend, and and be like, hey, you want to go to my house? And they'd be like, yeah, that'd be cool. And they'd be like, why would I want you to go to my house? You smell like. What a terrible thing. I didn't have any confidence that anyone loved me. Um, And because of my learning disabilities, I was failing in school. My parents were mad at me. No one liked me except God. God had a whole other plan. He loves me. And he sent someone to not look at me for what I was able to do or what I was able to do for them or how cool it would make them look to be hanging out with me. 
But they came and hung out with the kid who wasn't cool, who didn't have friends, and told me that I was important because God made me, and God doesn't make mistakes. So I must be perfect the way God made me. Hmm. What? It changed my life. Not a grown-up, not my parents, not a school teacher, a kid like you. So God has a mission for you to go and tell people that Jesus loves them. Tell them what his word said. Tell them what John 3.16 says. Tell them what Romans 10.9 says. And they might have the opportunity to believe. But more important than this, people who don't know God aren't drawn to read the Bible. They aren't. Right. But they're looking at your life the way you live. My pastor said, there's not four Gospels in the Bible. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But here's the problem. People don't start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If they did, they would learn about God. They would know of his love. They start by reading your book. Mm -hmm. And if your book is full of hate, if your book is full of selfishness, if your book is full of tantrums and being rude, they're never going to want to read the rest of those books. If you are a Christian, then they wouldn't want to be a Christian. I've heard it said so many times. So my challenge to you, none of this is perfect, okay? But do your best to listen to the word. James one twenty two says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. And it says to forgive. It says to love. It says to trust in the Lord. And then do what he says. So that's my command. I'm sending you to find someone who doesn't know God, who doesn't believe, and tell them that Jesus loves them today. It could change a life like it changed mine. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That's so good. And that's such an encouragement for all of our listeners to just reach out to those people that we think they don't want to hear this or they're being mean to me. I don't want to share. You never know what someone might be going through and that, that they need to hear these good words. Yes. That God loves them and that they they are not alone. So that's so important. Well, thank you for sharing all of this today. It's been so good. And I'm so excited for our listeners to find out about your music. That's, that's the whole point of today. It's just for them to get into your music and learn it and grow in their knowledge and and their memorization skills just by listening. So I'm really excited for our listeners to check out jumpstart three on all music platforms and definitely go to jumpstart3.com to learn more about your testimony. You wrote a book and you have an incredible testimony, (laughs) even more than what you've shared today. So I'm really excited for our listeners to find out more about you, Jeff. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. My shirt says declare, believe, share. It's really simple. Three things. We declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. We believe that he rose from the dead. And guess what? Now we get to go share it. So thanks for letting us be here and do just that with all of our friends on your show, Kristen. Thank you for your ministry, too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Wow, what an incredible ministry he has, 180 countries. And there's so many more projects that he's working on right now to make scriptures come alive and go all over the world. I love when Jeff was talking about how music is the container and the lyrics to the song, the words to the song are the content. It's so important that the content that we're listening to is good. The container might sound really good on the outside, like it might have a really great beat, 
but the content might be really bad for you. So it's something to really pay attention to the things that you're listening to, the things you're putting in your ears also go down to your heart. So be aware of that. He shared some really great encouragement for us to keep telling people around us about God, just like his story, that one kid named Danny who kept telling him every day that God loved him and what an impact that made on his life, even though he didn't receive it right away. Well, if you are a church or a family listening, be sure to go over to his website, jumpstart3.com and download all the helpful tools and resources he has so that you can learn the music and the words and the hand motions, which will help your whole family learn these scripture verses so quickly and it will make it stick. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So here is my friend, Caroline. Okay, go. Hi, my name is Caroline and I'm 11 years old and I have a joke. Okay, what kind of a dog lives in a toilet? What kind? A poodle. A poodle. Thank you so much, Caroline, for sending that in. That was so good. Hey, if you would like to be on the podcast just like Caroline was and send in your favorite joke or maybe a verse or a song or a quote from a movie that you like, you can head over to my website, collidekidspodcast.com and click the tab at the top that says kids only, or you can find information about how to send this to me through my social media. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. And remember, if you send in a joke, you are entered to win for the next couple weeks. Hey, if you'd like to support the podcast, there's a few ways you can do that. First, be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. That's so helpful. And you can share this episode with friends and family and let them know why you love to listen. I also appreciate your prayer support just as much. So keep that coming as well. Well, I hope you guys have an incredible week. We are getting very close to Easter and I'm really excited for our guest next week. His name is Joel Mudamale and he is a theologian who's going to share with us a lot about his interest in the Bible and some insights into Good Friday and Easter, which I'm so excited for you guys to hear about. So be sure to join us next week for a great episode and hope you enjoy your spring break and all your spring activities. In case no one has told you today, I would love to be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. Thanks for listening. Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River Mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mac. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.